Hey, Hannah, what do you get when you put two Gen Zers in a room? I don't know. Exactly. And we're going to figure it out together. Hit the track. You're listening to the Brave Girls Podcast with Hannah McNeely and Michaela Nemhard. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Brave Girls Podcast. Welcome back. We are so excited for you to be here with us. Guys, we have a great special guest. But before we do that, I'm Michaela. And I'm Hannah. Just so you guys know. (laughs) I should know now. (laughs) Yes, but we are glad to introduce ourselves anyway, because we love you and we want you to get to know us. Anyway, so welcome to this third episode, third or fourth episode of 2021. And um, yeah, we have an awesome guest with us. Michaela, will you introduce our guest? Yes. Her name is Kendall Renee. She is a singer, songwriter, and recording artist from Southern California. Kendall grew up with an intense love for music that runs in her veins. Her grandmother is a classically trained concert pianist, and her grandfather is a gospel opera singer. So music was always a part of her upbringing. She grew up singing in church on occasion with her grandparents. However, Kendall's early years were very much dedicated to a very different talent, figure skating. Kendall was a competitive U.S. figure skater for 13 years and didn't get serious about her music until her early teenage years. She saved up to buy her first guitar at 13 years old, and from the moment she bought that guitar and brought it home, it had truly begun. Kendall signed her first record deal at 17 years old. 17! Wow! She released her debut album, Original, in 2016 and has has since been on a missing mission. Wow, guys. Sorry, I have like my, my mouth is dry in 2016. It has since been on a mission to share authentic music with the world. Kendall, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. What an intro. Wow. It's like <laughs> I, I was trying to slip up and I was like, oh gosh, you know what? We'll just bring her out here and she'll tell <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Welcome. It's such an honor to have you. Um, Michaela and I both. Uh, had the pleasure of hearing Kendall sing or sing. <laughs> hey, it's happening to all. Words are hard. It's evening, guys. We're we're just tired. Real guys, this is real, authentic. We we've had the we have had the um, utmost pleasure of hearing Kendall sing, and she sang at the um, Brave event, the Brave virtual event this past mm-hmm. year. And I believe it's up on YouTube. So if you'd like to check it out, you should. Uh, I honestly was so impacted by her singing. She has a beautiful voice and she plays guitar beautifully. And I mean, whoa, like she also writes her own music. So I just was blown away by the words and how well it worked. I And like, to be honest, I could because I play guitar and I sing myself, I think I, I was like, oh, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I, cause I'm hard on myself. So I'm hard on other young songwriters. So I was like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't know if she's going to be good. But then she was like, so good. Like I literally was like, whoa. And then I like looked her up on iTunes. And I was like, dang, <laughs> thank you so much. I'm like the same way. Sometimes I see things and I'm like, I wonder if it's going to be like, what it's going to be. I feel like no one, Uh, that's one thing I love about music is no one ever looks like they sound 
So it's so cool because sometimes like a voice comes out of someone. I'm just like, whoa. Like, like, where did that come from? How? Oh my goodness. That talent is yeah. just, oh, I love, that was one of the things that I think made me fall in love with music. It's just the constant like factor of surprise. Like yeah. you never know what you're going to get. Like every time you hear a new artist. So it's so fun. But thank you so much. That's so kind of you. And that's wow, so cool. Yeah. You do music too. That's awesome. Yeah. I honestly though, like I, I sing, but I, I have been so afraid my whole life of writing music and no so- just do it come to the dark side no <laughs> <laughs> so, but like for real it like scares me to the max because I always like I'm just like oh I'm probably not gonna like write something good and then I'm gonna That's just what you so think. and then and then you write this is what happens to all <laughs> like you write something and you're like this is garbage and then someone likes it and then all these people look honestly the songs that I think are the most annoying in the world like one of my singles of the, of 2018 wait no 2019 I don't know what day it is to be honest <laughs> but um yeah my song future when I wrote that song I was like this is the most annoying obnoxious horrible thing like I wrote it as a joke and then I played it for my producers like oh no oh no we're, we're definitely we're definitely recording this I'm like uh, uh, why and now it shows it's like people's favorite song to sing along to I'm like why really? <laughs> that's so true that's so true have you guys you know the song I think it's Matt Redman who did Ooh. the song um Love's like a hurricane. I am oh, a tree. Yes, yes, yes. So he showed it. To, he showed that song to his family, and he yeah. showed a, a, a several of his songs to his family. All of them hated that song. They're like, why even release it? It's bad. Don't put it out there. No one's going to like it. And then he, it's like his number one single. Yeah, oh, yeah. I feel like that always happens. It's it's really annoying, too, because sometimes you write things and you're like this. Like, you just have this weird gut feeling and you're like, this could like be a hit. Like, I feel so good about this and everyone hates it. And you're like, oh, well. And then the ones you're kind of like not really sure about, you're like, this happened really fast in the middle of the night and I don't really know if this is gonna stick and then people are like oh my goodness and then you're like why though (laughs) it's it's so I feel like we're our worst critic for sure so honestly just start like you can like honestly it's I think the biggest the coolest part about songwriting is honestly it's just about you it's about sharing your truth and sharing your heart and as long as you do that authentically, I think honestly anyone can relate because everybody goes through stuff. And so if you just put that in words, however you normally would, um, it'll definitely reach people and not always the way that you think it will (laughs) because there's been things where I've been really shocked um, that something resonates with someone. Um, But other times it's so cool just to watch kind of something that like I wrote on my trampoline when I was 13 and then people are like oh the song's so cool I'm like I was a child but somehow I still thought it would be okay to write love songs like I knew anything like that's so so strange that's That's really cool thank you so much yeah so so tell us a little bit about like you know your story um you know who you are where you come from all that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, so I um, was born and raised here in California, Southern California. Um, I grew up, as you mentioned before, my grandparents um, are musicians. And so I was always kind of around music um, and loved it. 
but I was very focused on my sport when I was younger. Um, and so that kind of kept me really driven and focused on that and to where I didn't really, I didn't, I kind of got like to this crossroads where it was like, okay. And I tried to do both for a really long time, but competitive figure skating in the music industry are very opposite, very opposite ends of the spectrum. But at the same time, the worth ethic I think is the same. And so I'm grateful for my years of skating because it taught me um, what to expect, I guess, in the real world. Um, But yeah, I guess that's sort of like the the normal whatever that word means um side of my story but I also um am an advocate for people with disabilities because I was born um anaphylactic which means deathly allergic to 95 percent of all food and so unfortunately um that has almost taken my life several times and I have a feeding tube in my stomach and that's how I get um my nutrition and kind of stay thriving um for those of you that don't know um, what a feeding tube is, it's basically just like you eat to get your nutrition um, by mouth. Um, for me, it's a little bit different. And I actually have a little port in my stomach and the food goes sort of like, <laughs> it sounds funny, but baby formula. Um, it's kind of the same thing, except for it's like an adult version of formula. Um, and it goes kind of like an IV directly into my stomach. So I'm on that um, 24 seven throughout the day. And then, um, I can luckily detach from it and do other things, um, which is how I can do music. Um, but yeah, I I think, I, I think the reason that music has always been my safe space and my coping mechanism is because growing up in and out of the hospital, um, you kind of have to have an escape. You kind of have to have something to kind of cling to. Um, and for me, that was always music. Um, because for many years when I was from probably about one to five years old, um, there was multiple times where they weren't really sure if I was going to make it. And, um, I definitely wasn't doing anything like figure skating until I was six. And so it's just, I think my story is very all over the place as far as just, it's been like an uphill journey. Um, but it's something I'm really grateful for now because, Now, as an adult, I'm able to be an advocate for other people with all different types of disabilities and to just kind of take the power away from that word. I think so many people are afraid of the word disability. And in my eyes, it's actually a superpower. So that's what I'm here to share with everyone and just kind of bring awareness to that. And I'm so excited to talk to you guys. Wow. Yeah. I love that. You use that as a superpower. That's, that is amazing. Thank you so much. It's, it's, you know, it depends on the day. It depends how you look at it (laughs) because some days it's not that easy. Um, well, it's never really easy, but I think that that's my, my flip side and way of looking at it. Because honestly, if I wasn't born with this condition and if I didn't have this kind of journey that I've had, um, I don't know that I would have the, depth to write the songs that I do I don't know that I would have this kind of pain to draw from that I've learned from um so you know I really believe that I am a huge firm believer that there is a purpose for everything and that anything can be used um for good even if it's really ugly and not fun to go through um and so that's been a fun part of my journey is kind of turning all of the negative and the not so fun times into helpful times for other people so I love doing that 
Mm-hmm. And I was just about to ask you too, like where you draw your inspiration from. So you said yeah. a bit of taking that negative and using it into a positive, like what is your writing process like for that? And like, yeah. <laughs> My writing process is all over the place, to be honest. I think a lot of artists have like, this is my go-to that I always do for me. It's funny because it's always kind of different. It always is something for the most part that I've seen in my own life, Um, whether it be a struggle or a really happy thing that I've seen or just someone else's story that I've encountered. That's sort of where the songs come from. Um, But my most impactful songs and my songs that have just reached a lot of people are the songs that actually have come from really not fun times in my life. Um, And I think my way at the time of going through those things of coping was songwriting and putting those things into words. And so it's really cool to see kind of the, the complete like 180, the full circle that happens when that, thing that was really really hard and ugly ends up becoming like an anthem of hope for someone else so it's like the craziest thing to me and it's the the reason I do what I do because um it just it gives purpose to the not fun times that you go through and I think you have to write really honestly Mm -hmm. um otherwise it doesn't really resonate with people because they can't relate and so that can be scary at times. Being 100% honest and real with your feelings is not always fun, but it's music is my favorite type of therapy. So it, it keeps me sane most of the time. Yeah. I mean, I was just going to ask you, like, how do you overcome? I mean, talking about pain and talking about moments of, you know, loss or hurt, wow, like that's hard to do just talking to somebody else that's close to you about it. So um, how do you overcome those fears? How do you overcome the, you know, fear that people won't like it or that it's just like not, you know, because also, you know, pain and vulnerability and all those things are so close to us, right? Because they're so, they're so intimate. Yeah. Put it out there. It's like, oh, what if people don't see how important this is to me? Like, you know, it's so so scary like I the way I've always described it is oftentimes putting music out into the world that I've written feels sort of like taking a page out of my like personal diary and just throwing it into the abyss and like seeing what happens which is really scary um some songs are easier to write than others and then there's those songs that take a really really vulnerable place to get to to even be able to write like I have a song called Novocaine it's not released yet um it will be this year actually but when I wrote that song I was in a really really hard place with depression and PTSD and struggling with that and I didn't know how to verbalize those things and it actually took me sitting down with two of my other friends and co-writers to be able to even like figure out what it was that I was feeling and how to verbalize that because there's some things that are so just overwhelming as a human being and it's really hard to put those things into words and so I think sometimes it takes just saying that like even there's parts of the song I mean the whole entire song is about mental health and just how this feeling of feeling sort of numb to the world around you. And it was funny because I was like, if I'm not feeling anything, how do I put what I'm feeling into words? And the song ended up becoming being about being numb. And it was just those songs. I can't tell you how 
flipping terrified I was to like ever play that song I thought I would write it and I would keep it for myself and I would never let anyone hear it and then something told me before like an open mic night at a songwriting thing um some something weird just like told me like play this song like I and I wasn't planning on playing it I didn't have any reason to but I don't I honestly don't I feel like it was just this divine intervention god thing where it was like you need to play this song right now and I was so scared um and I remember the first time playing it in front of people someone came up like up after the show happened and came up to me and said like I'm in the middle of a really really hard struggle with depression and um suicidal thoughts and I'm in this really scary place and like what you you just like told my story like you just told you just said what I've been trying to verbalize and like I just feel like less alone and like when someone says something like that to you it's just like it's there's no way to describe it it just it's like this is why I get out of bed every day to just hear that because I just I just want someone else to feel seen and to feel understood if I can so I think that's that's what helps me get over that like huge fear of vulnerability is just knowing that there could be like, even if it's just one person, there could be one person out there that needs to know that they're not the only person feeling like that. Um, and, you know, so I feel like the scarier ones too are the ones that are like really sassy. I'm always scared before I release those songs because I'm like, are people going to be mad? And like, are people going to like think it's about them? And then they're going to like freak out and like call me and be like, what is your problem? Like, it always scares me because I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> and then like but, secretly you're like, it is about me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's been times where I'm just like, what did you think was going to happen? Um, <laughs> If you make a uh, maybe you make a songwriter mad, like you kind of have to know that true. It's a risk true. factor. Um, <laughs> right. There's a risk there, but I try not to do that unless it's like, unless it's. There's been times like my last single, well, my second to last single before my last release, which was Butters Coming. Um, the song "Sorry to Myself." That song is sassy and I was so scared to release it because it's just so honest and like blunt about something that I went through um and I was a little like so scared to put it out there and I was like you know what there could be someone though that is going through this exact thing right now and needs to know that they are worth more than feeling like this and that they are a boss lady and they can survive this and I need them to know that so I'm just gonna put this in the world and yeah that. so yeah. far I haven't I haven't gotten in too much in trouble but <laughs> I've also never like I've never pulled a Taylor Swift and just like named someone in a song either sure. and definitely I'm not I'm not fearless enough to do that yet <laughs> maybe someday but I'm maybe yeah I mean you never know yeah uh, I never know what people are gonna pull so oh you're right that's, that's true so you've talked about like um mental illness and even like um getting the you know going through the depression and stuff like that yeah were there ever times where you just like wanted to just give up and just walk away from it? <laughs> oh, I, how did you overcome it I feel like that question is so funny because like I feel like in especially in the industry that I'm in there's like multiple thoughts every day that go through my head I was like dude why why am I putting myself through this but um I think I think there's been so many times within my journey especially like with my health 
um, where I have just gotten to points in time where I've just questioned, can I really do this? Like, can I really keep going through this? Why? I feel like the question that comes up so much and came up so much for me growing up, especially as like an early teenager was just like, why me? Like, why do I need to go through all this? What is the point of all of this? Why am I, I feel, I always felt so isolated and just so different Mm -hmm. from everybody around me, my age. And I think giving up is always an option, but it's, it's kind of like, you never really know what kind of good can come unless you just like keep on trucking. And so I think at some points I just, I mean, I'd love to say that I was the reason I didn't give up a lot of times, but honestly, like many times the reason I didn't give up was just having faith and believing that things were going to play out the way that I had been promised that they would, even if I couldn't see it right now. And then also just music was my reason so many times was just, well, I never get to know what is going to happen um, or who I could help if I, if I quit now. And so I think, especially with mental health, that's obviously always a thought that people have is just like, what's the point? Like, why would I keep going through this struggle? Like, if I don't know when it's going to get better, then this could go on forever. Like, why would I hold on? And I think the, the fear I have in that is just, then you never know, like you'll never get to see, cause it is going to get better. It's just things take time. And sometimes it's a long, hard, scary season. Um, but I will say that in my life, every single time I've made the decision not to give up and to hold on, like it has made sense in the end. And it's been like, this is why I went through this thing because, and that's my, honestly, my story now is just knowing like, this is why all of these little tiny monumental crazy things happen. Um, because now I'm literally using them as my life's mission, um, to help other people. And every single time someone says something to me, like, that's my story too, or me too, or I, I know what you're talking about when you sing about this thing. I'm just like, this is why I'm doing this. I, there's no other reason at the end of the day, because while fame and fortune might sound fun to some people, it's not, (laughs) I I already know that. And I'm definitely not there yet. Um, But if I ever get to that point, I, I feel like it's, it's definitely not a fun thing. There's so much that comes along with that. I think the real reason musicians stick with what they're doing is because of the people that they get to connect with. Mm, And that's the cool part. Right. Wow. That's so wise. That's so true. Um, Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, So Kendall, you're, you're an advocate for people with disabilities. Um, So I have, uh, you know, kind of been working in the field of support work for adults with disabilities for a couple of years. And I didn't actually know about um, the term ableism. Yes. And uh, I feel like a lot of people still don't really know what that means. Mm -mm. Um, And I'm going to define it for uh, our listeners here. So ableism is the discrimination of Uh, and social prejudice against people with disabilities based on the belief that typical abilities are superior. At its heart, ableism is rooted in the assumption that disabled people uh, require fixing and defines people by their disability. So 
my question for you is how have you dealt with this in your own life? And, uh, you know, how would you, like, what have you seen that our, how has our culture um, struggled to bring people in and to welcome people of all different abilities? Um, And how would you recommend that we take small steps to change that? I think oftentimes um, people view individuals with disabilities or different abilities, whether it's mental or physical, um, as that disability in itself and not what they can bring to the table. Um, And there's so much that they can offer. There's so much that we have to say and we see the world in a different way. Um, And I think what's really cool when you do have a disability of some form, what I've learned is just, I think you have a different form of compassion for people just because you know sort of what it is to struggle um, and what it is to be different. And I feel like what my disability has sort of taught me is to see the people that don't feel seen um, in just every aspect. And I think the more that we do that, the more that we show what it means to be a person that does have different abilities, um, it makes other people feel safe to come out and sort of do that thing, whatever it is in this world that makes it a better place. And so um, something recently that happened within my own life that I really want to keep happening is just Um, I happened to be online scrolling, online shopping when I saw a model with a colostomy bag. Um, And that to me was just mind blowing because growing up, I never saw anything like myself represented, whether it be in media or anything, just as disabilities in general, I never saw, heard any stories or anything like that. And when I did, it was always sort of centered around this sort of sob story um, instead of this story of triumph. Um, And so as I've gotten older and I've started to see that it's been so amazing. And it's part of the reason that I've been so excited to this past year partner with Aerie um, because they are so big on just taking people of all races, all colors, all backgrounds, all body types, just, and putting them out there in front of people so that there are other little girls that are growing up that are online shopping just like I was or that see a magazine cover and feel like they see themselves represented. And I think that's so important, not just in the disability category, but just in every category. If we grow up only seeing one type of something or one body type or one image, we're not going to think that there's something different out there. We're going to think something's wrong with us. And just because people are different or they look different, that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with them. In fact, there's probably a lot we could learn from them. And there's so much that we can learn from the disabled community. And that's just part of the reason I'm really excited to just sort of continue to take that ableist mentality and just sort of break it down and break those barriers. Um, Because like I said, I don't think everyone is intentionally having this mentality. I think people just don't really ask the right questions or don't know how. I don't think people always know where to start. Um, And so I would say just if you're listening, the best way that you can kind of educate yourself is just ask those questions. I personally never feel offended if someone comes to me in a respectful manner. It's just like, I'd love to learn more about what your disability is, or I'd love to learn um, more about what makes you feel more included in the conversation or what makes you feel more um, respected as a human being. Um, And that's something I'm learning in my own life as we watch kind of the craziness going on in the world. It's just, okay, 
I might not intentionally be a person that is kind of one-minded, but just because I'm not intentionally doing it doesn't mean I can't intentionally undo it um, and like unlearn things that I unintentionally learned. Um, And so it's just really cool to see how many people are kind of slowly waking up and being like, okay, we need to change the way that we see the world around us. We need to include everyone. Um, And I think that's really cool. So I'm excited to continue on that crazy journey and just love all the people. (laughs) I love that. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I want to ask you, like, with just your whole life, like, what makes you brave? What do you kind of hold on to that you kind of just, like, kind of strive towards and always keep in the back of your mind, like, I can do this? Like, what makes you brave? And what does bravery look like to you? I think the word brave, um, to me, comes alongside being really, really scared. Um, And just knowing that there are these things that cripple us and make us feel so scared and so freaked out. Um, But those same things might be the one thing that we need to actually do in order to make this world better. And to just your deepest vulnerability could actually be your greatest strength. And that's kind of how I've learned to view my disability is this thing that makes me different that I once thought was a curse um, could actually be my gift to connect with other people in the world. And that's sort of, I think when I think of that um, and also just what keeps me brave, I would say is just my faith and knowing that I'm not in control of this crazy train. And also just knowing that, um, the word, but I mean, the song title, but my last project better is coming. Um, those words, <laughs> I have held on to those words. Um, they've kind of ended up everywhere for me. And every single time I'm having a bad day, I just remind myself that this is just today. Pain is temporary. It's not forever. There's going to be a better day. Better is coming. Um, And that's why I would say that anyone having a bad day, just watch the music video and know that like, it's gonna get better. That's why we made it was to show people that you can overcome anything if you just don't give up. Mm. I feel like you could repeat that last sentence and just start it with girl, listen, Mm -hmm. just like (laughs) girl, listen and say what you just said. Cause we have a segment on our show that just goes girl, listen. Okay. And um, it's a moment to encourage. And I feel like that last sentence was perfect. Okay. What did I say? (laughs) Um, you, uh, can, you can overcome anything. Things will get better. Oh, yes. Okay. Sorry. I'm like, it's hard for me to remember what the heck I said, like two seconds after I said it. Um, okay. Girl, listen, you are not alone. And it's, it is possible to overcome anything. If you just do not quit, do not give up. Um, the words better is coming have become sort of a anthem in my life not just because of the song that I released but because the message behind it um there is pain is temporary it's not forever there are there's more than just what you're feeling right now um and so if you're having a bad day just know that better is coming it's a real thing um it just takes time and you're not alone you're gonna get through it and yeah just just don't ever quit Amazing. Thank wow. You. Kendall, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank with us you. Today. I just want to ask you, what are your socials so people can follow you and get to know you more? Yeah. So um, on all social media, 
platforms, I'm Kendall Renee Music. So you can find me anyway that way. And then also one thing that I would definitely encourage you to do is I recently released a music video for Better Is Coming that is all about showcasing the stories of people with disabilities. And so you can find that um, under Kendall Renee um, on YouTube. And I would love it if you guys would watch that and just tell me if it impacts your life in any way, because it makes me so happy to hear the stories of the people that it's reached. Um, and yeah, and I'm also, all my music is available um, anywhere that music is streamed and sold under Kendall Renee as well. Mm, that's so awesome. Wow. It's so funny because I have like two, I have a notepad next to me and I have two things to search up after this. One is the Better Is Coming music video. Mm. Other is the story to myself song because I want to hear how <laughs> it's, it's sassy. I'm warning you. Um, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's yeah. I'm so. Oh, I'm excited for you guys to see the video too. I we I partnered with Aerie this year to make the video, um, and we actually used all different kids that um, and families even that I've gotten to mentor and gotten to know over the years with all different forms of disabilities and um it was just oh my gosh my passion project I've been trying to make this video for so many years so many years and then it finally happened of all times in 2020 I did not expect that <laughs> that's amazing Congrats, congratulations yeah, on thank that. you so much it yeah. was so fun and well, yeah oh my goodness I bet um Thank you for being here. Thank you for Thank being you. with us. It was an yeah, honor absolutely. to have you. Yeah, yeah, truly. Thank you so much for doing this. I think it's so important. And I, I, it makes me happy just thinking about just the girls that are going to hear this and that hear this all the time and know that they're not alone and we're all going through crazy things. And mm-hmm. and better That's is coming. <laughs> better is coming. Love it. We appreciate you. And uh, yeah. We'll see you listeners next week. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much. This has been an awesome time with you. Um, This is Hannah. And this is Michaela. And it's time Time to to be brave. Thanks for listening to the Brave Girls Podcast, a product of Brave Global Organization.